Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DGS on KMOX. Happy Monday. Finally, gorgeous day out there. Um, I looked at my phone and uh, my birthday is next Wednesday. And uh, it's supposed to be 108 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? No. That's what my phone We're said. We're back to that? That's what my phone Happy said. Happy birthday, oh. Dave. Yeah. Whoa. I'm really hoping my phone's wrong. Um, S- Steve looked at his and it said 93. And I looked at mine again and it said 107 like it was negotiating with Steve's phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, forget my birthday. I just don't want it to be 108 degrees ever, but especially again mm. in September. Yeah. That's not great. Pass. My, my phone is saying 95. Yeah. Was it like real, like the feel, the real feel was 108? I don't know. All I know is this past week was so oppressive. Mm-hmm. Didn't you feel that as the week went on, your energy was being oh. zapped out of mm-hmm. you, but you weren't recharging yeah. the next day? Oh, Each yeah. Each day you recharged a little bit less. Mm, for sure. Uh, tomorrow night, I'll be I'll be talking about this quite a bit, so I, I apologize if it gets old, but uh, I only have two more chances. Tomorrow night is DGS night at the Capitol Grill in Clayton. Uh, the generous pour ends on September 3rd. Third, so you need to get in there for that. That's thirty-five bucks for seven Orange Swift and Jay Vineyards wines with the purchase of an entree, and it's pretty much all the wine you want. And uh, at Capital, look, it's a nice, fancy place. One glass of nice wine can cost you thirty-five bucks, so it's a really good deal. Special DGS deals tomorrow night: the Glover Burger and a glass of Merlot for just twenty-five bucks. Uh, if you want to sit in the dining room, uh, you can get a fourteen-ounce bone-in strip and decide, and uh, the generous pour for just seventy bucks. If you want to make reservations, call three one four seven two five zero nine three zero. The guys and I are going to be there in the bar. If you want to hang out with us in the bar, you can make reservations or try to, but just show up. I promise we'll be there. We're not fooling you. And uh, or you can make reservations for the dining room. Um, I had a weird I had a weird weekend and uh, most of it happened in one theater. Uh, I tried to see two movies this weekend and failed twice. Oh, so I went to see uh, the three hour Oppenheimer on Saturday and uh, did my usual, bought the two seats, you know, out of the buffer. And uh, I do that too. Do you do that too? <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Yeah, oh, I yeah. did it twice. Yeah. But it, it oh, can't so be nice. crowded now. Wouldn't you gamble on that? No gamble. Yeah. No, no, no gamble. And wow. when you hear my second story, you'll find out why. So uh, three hour movie, three hours right on the, on the canoes. And so an hour and a half in, uh, I'm enjoying it very much. 
and uh, have my little camp set up. And I received a phone call from someone who needed me. Uh, I'm blessed with having a lot of people in my life who who depend on me. And uh, so I walked outside and it took me about 25 minutes to help the person with their thing. I walk back in. Now, I know how it ends with the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not really about the bomb. It's more about him. And so I just I just left. I just walked oh, back out. Oh, come on. Went back to the same theater yesterday to try to see the new vampire movie, The uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter, and did the same thing. Bought my two. Oh, gosh. How do I put this? So I have been a kid at a theater. I have no problems with kids at theaters, but the entire place was just 14-year-olds and 14-year-olds acting like mm. grown-ups, like aggressive, they didn't like me or any other grown-up there, kids, like not letting you get a soda, standing in your way, um, just being complete, you know, jackasses. And I swear to God, this is true. So I'm about an hour into the movie. And during that time, there may have been one or two minutes, like 60 to 180 seconds, where people weren't actively up, running, uh, changing seats, yelling across the theater at each other. Uh, the two people next to me got up, went to the bathroom, and two kids sat in their seats, which led to a, a big kerfuffle and the, I guess, management coming in. And then it, uh, either a security guard or a cop, I couldn't tell, but it was someone in like a... a bulletproof vest with a sidearm and i'm like i think i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna just go on home now i, I think you know I'll, I'll figure that dracula beats everybody and i'll watch it when it hits streaming but yeah two tries same theater now the first one wasn't their fault it was the person who called me which it wasn't their fault either because they needed me but that yesterday pissed me off like there is a difference between uh, 14, 15 year olds today and when I was that age. And, I, and one is parenting. Sorry, but my, my our parents raised us right back then. And we were at least respectful to grownups, like whatever jackassery we were up to. If a grown up like a parent or a worker walked up, you stopped. And you're like, oh, we weren't doing anything. And if they said something to you, you did what they said because you respected authority and because you were afraid of your parents getting you in trouble when you went home. These kids were free agents. There wasn't a parent in the place. They couldn't have cared less. It was just anarchy. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to go. You know, when I was a kid um, in, in Granite City, there was a theater uh, and Namioki. Namioki. Yeah, that's right. Now, that was our, our like Friday night, Saturday night. The grade school kids, like the fifth, sixth graders would go there and it'd just be full of fifth, sixth graders, no parents or anything like that. And, and I remember us looking back on it. I think we were probably really obnoxious and loud if you were an adult in that theater. But I don't think it was like that. Yeah. What you're talking and about. And if someone would have walked over and said, hey, shh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. would have shushed. Yeah, this was this was not that. No, this was this was the makeout this theater. Was, yeah, this was <laughs> fifth grade. Aren't you like ten in fifth grade? You got that right. Yikes! <laughs> you think kids didn't make out in sixth grade? Seventh know, grade, eleven seems young it was like, to me. Really, it was like fifth grade through eighth grade. That's where everybody hung eighth out. Eighth grade, I'm like, okay, but yeah. We had, we had a couple of kids get married in sixth grade. So. <laughs> nice, yeah. Roxana. Yeah, Southern yeah. Illinois yeah. does it different. You guys are doing yeah. it old there. <laughs> Do you guys think some of the fear factor is flipped? What do you mean? Like people don't want to say anything to people anymore yeah. because oh, you never know what a kid 100%. might do. 
hundred percent. I mean, yeah, kids got guns out here. I mean, yep. you, you don't know that they don't, but I mean, it, 20, 20 years ago, it wasn't even a thought. You know, who wasn't I think- even a concern. You'd be like, I'll whip that kid's ass. And I know that there are adults around that are like, <laughs> maybe, not that, maybe not that one either. <laughs> maybe somewhere in the middle. <laughs> just I, think, I think we all pictured it literally. I'm just <laughs> saying that's that was the threat. When an yeah. adult came to you, you feared consequences. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. I think that has flipped now. So I, I think mean, adults are like, I don't want to say anything because mm-hmm. these kids might beat the crap out of me. To mm-hmm. Wheeler's point. Or and, shoot you. Yeah. And this is slightly different, but I bet teachers would confirm that. I bet teachers are more afraid of mm-hmm. the kids now, either throwing a fit or the parents getting mad yeah. or what may happen. Yeah. For sure, because I know like when I was little, people were like, the kids were afraid of the teachers. Now I feel like the, a lot of teachers with good reason feel well, like I don't want to conflict with the kids. Yeah, I, I would think teachers just generally are on edge at schools. I will say this too. The adults that were at this movie, uh, not all of them, but most of them were as bad or worse than the kids. Oh. It was just, I mean, I'm such a dork rule follower. You know, like the movie it says five. I know they're not going to start showing until 530. But I get there at five so that I'm not walking in front of people and stuff. And like at 545, half the people got there. Mm. And none of them seem to be able to put together letters and numbers like, oh, I'm yeah, in C D five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just looking around like they were Magellan or Columbus, you know, like, I don't know. Who knows how this works? Honey, get the compass. <laughs> and talking across I'm just like, what? What? Do you think the movie going experience has just completely changed to now it's I could just watch it at home, so if I'm going out to a theater, it has to be I an kind, event. Yeah, I kind of expect it to be more it's of a, a party thought. environment. I mean, that's not thought. how I feel, but I'm wondering if a lot of people think like, well, this is a social event more than anything else. Yeah, could be right. It is. It's the one where you keep your mouth shut, though. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, other than like, ooh, or oh, or whatever. Like, I, I told you, what movie was it that I was at? I, that I told the people next to me are just having like a full normal conversation, like they're sitting in their living yeah. room. Was it Oppenheimer? Uh, my actually it was Oppenheimer, and they were maybe in their thirties. They yeah, weren't shit. kids, and they certainly weren't older, but like Although, they're just talking. I have to call myself out though. <laughs> I have I have to be completely comprehensive in the story. Okay. So on Thursday, I went to Dr. Kathy Moff and I got a chemical peel, and usually takes a couple days for your face to start peeling. And when it does, it's like it's sort of like if you get a sunburn on your back, and you know. Yeah, yeah, right. So we've all had those girlfriends, boyfriends who are like, "Let me peel your back. Let me peel your back." <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, and let me also say for anyone who goes to BioBalance and has a chemical peel, you're not supposed to peel it because it can cause harm. That being said, I'm OCD, and as soon as it's peelable, here I go. And so I'm sure there's someone out there telling this story about this middle-aged freak who was sitting there with his no. empty seat next to him wearing a ball cap, which is totally fine. But when I wear a ball cap, I look like I'm about to rob a bank. I look like <laughs> I'm I'm trying to go incognito. And then I'm just sitting there with my giant sody, watching Oppenheimer, pull something off my face, look at it, then you know, just keep watching. Oh so my Someone, someone had to notice that. And if I would have been me, I'd be on the show talking about that freak right now. But that freak was me. Gosh. Yeah. He's peeling skin off his face. I might have died. What if if we had been on a first date? (laughs) Oh, that's so red. Do you get up and leave? Yeah. Yes, you do. You get up and. What about a show? I would hope. You'd plan your chemical peels better on your first dates, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to do one two days before be like, a date. Amy. 
Oh, no. You get cute. out of your seat and there's an outline of you like a shed skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a locust yeah. when you're a little kid. Like a gecko. Or bring your little box where you collect your skins. And oh, that, that's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was so like mad. And then I got home and I started laughing to myself oh. like, what are you mad about, skin peeler? <laughs> oh my gosh. Lucky the popo didn't come visit me. Sir, I'm sorry, we've had some complaints. Are you molting? <laughs> hey, at least that's quiet. Uh, oh how's everyone else's weekend? Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're really struggling. I am. I used to not like, oh. get the gag reflex with gross, you know, gross stories, oh, but man. something. I don't know what happened, but suddenly I feel like <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> that's so gross. The stuff that really gets to Amy is Ugh. like, not even the really, I don't know. I don't think that's that gross. You know what I mean? Okay, but this is also a me problem because I think we had this conversation on air like, I would rather die than be a dermatologist. I couldn't do oh, it. Oh, the whole, oh. like, uh, pimple popper, oh, no. the rage yeah. No, no, no. I would have to die. I would, I would be, I'd be like, well, mm. I, it was yeah, I nice like knowing I you. I feel like I missed my calling in life. That's what you should be That's doing? That's what I should be oh. doing. Or Rachel, you guys are on a first date. You're like, I've met my dream <laughs> yeah. man. Like, can I feel that for you? Or? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, can I feel that for you? <laughs> I gotta. Rachel. I miss my calling as the hoof guy. The hoof guy who I get into those. The I told and, you that last week. I get those recommended yeah, to me on YouTube. <laughs> and when they spray it clean with the uh, <clears throat> power washer, yeah, like the cleaner, yeah, the, the antibacterial or stuff. They call it. Yeah. Oh, power washer. Well, I can't take. <laughs> That's I can't, a little intense I, for the infected cow. Like I, I get the whole pimple popper thing. I wouldn't want to do it, but. Uh, I do understand, like, the getting something out of something, because when I was a kid, the story I tell in my stand-up, and it's 100% true, I I had a Charlie McCarthy ventriloquist doll. Actually, I had borrowed it forever from my friend Stacy, And so I had this little <laughs> puppet doll wearing a suit, and uh, I was a, a bored child. And so I would mix up, like, oatmeal and put it all over his teeth and let it dry. And then I would take the implements from the holiday nutcracker, the picker and the cracker, and I would play dentist. And so I would set him on my bed. And when I play Chris Ranji, I play. And so my dad, World War II hard hat Joe dad, uh, one day I left the door open, which you should never, ever do. And uh, I was in there and I was picking his teeth. I remember. And I was like, uh, so, Mr. Mahoney, how are the kids? How's the wife? Oh, I know how wives can be. And all of a sudden I sensed like a Sasquatch. I sensed something behind me and I turn and there's my dad and he just broke. I saw a human break. He just broke in half. You make the puppet point behind you. Like, uh, <laughs> make, the puppet, make the puppet's head turns toward my dad. Someone's here. Look over your shoulder. It looks over your <laughs> You and the puppet both look at you dad. And then your dad's trying to make himself feel better. Like, well, maybe he's going to be a dentist. Dave, are you going to be a dentist? No. No, 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 no. I just thought this would be fun. So I always have, like, the sensation of, like, scraping oatmeal off a puppet's what? tooth. What's wrong with me? What a thing to think of. Thank you. It's kind of smart, <laughs> It's because I what? wasn't making out with girls like you in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. But no, but what if, like, if I let this oatmeal cake on this doll's teeth yeah. and scrape it off, it's just like plaque. It's the most patient I've ever been because it would is, take a couple hours. That's really something. <laughs> I never in a thousand years would have thought of that. 
<laughs> I was so I was so charming too. I had such a great bedside manner. <laughs> That's what you should have been yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did Stacy say when she finally got her uh, awesome. dummy back? Stacy did not judge. Oh, yeah. That's we good. spent like every single day together, so she was pretty. She had her Dave <laughs> she C legs she was about her. Into. Yeah, oh. she'd show up, and I was in the middle of like extracting a tooth. I'm like, hey, come on in. She's like, oh yeah, bike husband. I'm like, yeah, you know, Mr. Mahoney doesn't like to floss. <laughs> Okay, I think that's enough show for today. <laughs> this, is the, this is the quietest I've ever seen Wheeler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's reevaluating some choices. No, 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 it. no. I just don't have any comps. Did I not tell that one at the last stand-up? It did, you, uh, I don't remember the oatmeal thing, but the, okay. the part about your dad about walking in. And that was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That was that one was of the a, hardest a, laughs I had. A, your dad walks in. You're that like, was a oh. different type of puppet extraction. <laughs> I've been having a difficult time. Yeah, getting. that's a good point. That was the uh, whole uh, couch thing. Mm-hmm. I've been having a tough time getting into the dentist. Can I get, just see you? or? Oh, 100%. Solution. Right. Yeah, we just need three hours. <laughs> 126 DGS. There's another active shooter going on right now that hits way too close to home. Wheels, you want to tell us about it? Well, I got a text. Uh, how? What time was it? It was probably around 1230-ish. Oh, I get a text from my kid that uh, she's in class at the University of North Carolina, and they're locked down because there's an active shooter there. And it's not in the same building. She's fine. She's on another part of campus from where all of this took place. But, you know, they're they're locked down. The whole campus is still locked down. We have, I mean, God, tracking these things. We learned this with CVPA, right? Like tracking these things in real time is impossible because the information is so scattered. Um, And the difference here, obviously, is, you know, we actually had people pretty close, right? And we have KMOX have sources that can find things out about something down the road. But... There's not much out there on this thing at, at Chapel Hill, but it sounds like um, there's at least one shooter, maybe more. But they don't, you know, that's been just kicked around, you know, on Twitter. And my kid was texting me some of the people there hearing that, hearing the same thing. We don't have any idea yet how many, uh, but it sounds like at least a couple people were shot. Doesn't mention we don't know yet anybody's dead or anything like that. But there's a massive police presence. Um, oh, now it's on the news. It hasn't been. It's been going on for an hour, and it hasn't been on the news. But now it's behind you, Dave. They're uh, showing it on that Scripps News service. So at this point, they're just all on the whole campus is locked down. Uh, the the all of the grade schools, high schools, everything else that's in that area, everything's locked down because it's a huge area. I don't know if you guys have ever been out no. No. Um, in that area, but UNC Chapel Hill is a massive campus, and it's also in this triangle with. North Carolina State, and actually more than that, because there's NC State, Wake Forest, Duke. They're all kind of in that area. So everything's tied together. It's not like it's a campus separate from the community. Yeah. It's kind of built into it. So, you know, little kids are in their first or second day of school there, and they're locked down. At this point, I think everyone knows someone who's been involved in something like this. I mean, it, Pretty it's, damn near it. It's, it's no longer... It's like we've talked about before, that to make the news, there has to be something more interesting about it. You know, who was the shooter? Who was shot? How many people? If it's, if it's not that, it just doesn't even make the news. Well, how about this? We've got two TVs in this room yeah. that are on news stations. Both of them are in a commercial break. Yeah. Never would have happened 20 A shooting years on ago. a major campus it, it, it in the been. United States is, is basically a non-story thing. Yeah. They would have never gone to break. That's they would just be talking about it. Yeah, yeah side of the times. Quick break, right back, DGS. Join the whole crew tomorrow at uh, 
Capitol Grill and Claim between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. will be in the bar. You can come join us if you go sit in the dining room and take advantage of the DGS specials. Uh, we'll come bug you at your table and just let them know that you're with us and we'll come sit with you for a while. Uh, and then next Monday is Labor Day, and ironically, uh, our union didn't get us Labor Day off. Uh, and there's no Cardinal game, so uh, my ass will be working. But we came up with a brilliant idea that uh, we are going to be playing Game 6 and Game 7 of the 2011 World Series. I think we all know what happened there. And so that should be a lot better than listening to me do a show when I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, you think it's bad when I want to be here. You should hear when I'm working on a holiday. Uh, so that's going to be next Memorial, next Labor Day Monday. And Phoebe's coming home this weekend. Yay. Oh, the first uh, back home from college. Yeah. I saw, I've been seeing articles about uh, famous people taking their kids to college. Uh, I just saw one, A-Rod, and he has the same picture I do, you know, like his kid in the same basic bunk as mine. Uh, she's in Michigan, if he was at KU. But kids are really the great equalizer, aren't they? I've seen so many stories and posts from truly famous people whose teenagers just don't care. Like, they just they just don't care. Like, I don't care that you're A-Rod. I don't care that you're Bon Jovi. I don't care. You're embarrassing. Stop talking to my friends. Like, it's the great equalizer, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. You know, it it is. And then uh, also pets. It, what's making me think of, um, I, I just watched this. I don't know why, but it showed up in my YouTube timeline. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld had an overactive dog he couldn't control, and he had the, the dog whisperer. You know, the, whatever oh, yeah. that guy's name is. Caesar, Caesar Milan. Yeah, yeah. there's this whole thing about, like, here's a superstar, right, worth a billion dollars, and he can't control his dog. It's just so funny yeah. to me that they have yeah. real people problems, and then you have, like, like real kids going through real yeah. things also on top of it, and the kids don't give a crap. Your dog doesn't yeah. care who you are. It's really interesting. That, that, that same, uh, along <clears throat> those same lines, there was a, a Hall of Fame hockey player, and he was at the pool, and he had his two little ones, and, you know, I, I don't know his daughter's name. Let's like Maddie. Like, Maddie, get out of the pool. And she's like, no, get out of the pool. <laughs> no. And just like starts crying. And here's this Hall of Fame hockey player, completely helpless, like trying to get this kid out of the pool without jumping in yeah. and dragging the kid out of yeah. the pool. And my mom goes, they don't care. Like 10 years ago, probably, I'm in New York um, walking through Central Park, my girlfriend at the time, we're walking through, and I see this dude, it's, it's crowded, a lot of people out in the park that day, and I see this guy walking toward me with a family. And he got a couple of little kids, clearly the wife was there too, and he's wearing a trench coat and got these cool boots, and he's trying to calm his kid down, and I'm getting closer and I realize, oh my God, that's Larry Mullen Jr. from U2, hmm. the drummer, yeah, yeah. and he's trying to calm his He's like, I'm a rock star, man. <laughs> Calm down, you stupid kids. Yeah. And he's yelling at his children. And I thought, this is amazing. You know, everybody, we, we get this a lot in sports too. Like athletes that like will, if the ones that stay grounded, like, you know, they hang out with the same guys they knew in high school or whatever. And then others just have sycophants around them. Yeah. Like you, they need, you need something to check you. Yeah. Whether oh, it's yeah. a, whether yeah. it's a kid, a spouse that knew you before yeah, you were yeah. famous, your parents, your friends. Because if you don't have that, those are the people that go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, the the lead guitarist of 38 Special, <clears throat> Jeff Carlisi, is a good friend of mine. And he told me a great story that when his daughter was a teenager, Bon Jovi was huge. 
And he was able to go backstage with she and a couple of her friends. And when he went backstage, all the guys from Bon Jovi were losing their mind because there's Jeff Carlisi from 38 Special. <laughs> and so when they're walking out, his daughter goes, I finally get it. You were them. <laughs> like, she just didn't get it. She just, like, made no connection. These two, uh, uh, Rachel and Andrew know the story, but... I just love it so much. When Nick was in ninth, when Nick was in ninth grade at Bear Academy, he came home one day in his little Catholic suit, and he goes, "Man, what a day!" So we had some speaker come in. He sucked. He was so lame, and the whole family's there. And I go, "Well, buddy, if you ever want me to come to your your school and speak, I would love to." And he goes, "What?" And I go, yeah, you know, I do it all the time. I go to schools like maybe once a month and I give this little talk and it's inspirational. And, he, and Nick's not a mean kid at all. But he goes, if you ever come to my school, I only ask one thing. Don't make eye contact with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear, I hear Maureen hit the floor laughing. <laughs> and I was like completely taken aback. At this point, like I had been quote unquote famous for a few years, but not long enough to go, oh, you're not really famous. And so I was like kind of hyperventilating like you do. And I'm like, well, well, schools, schools bring me in all the time. And he goes, you're my dad. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's a real moment where I'm like, oh, that's that's right. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, this is exactly what he said. Don't make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> that is so You're funny. on the gym floor and Nick's in the stands like eyes down. Eyes <laughs> down. And at the same time, by the way, it is up to all of us as parents to check our kids too. Mm. Like not let them get away with being that way without a little pushback. Yeah. I had like no, a little teasing, I had no pushback. A little I, I was... I was definitely chasing. Uh, <laughs> like I, I went showed up, up the I next day. I went upstairs day. at 5 p.m. and That's stayed there the so whole good. night. Yeah. If my kid had said that, that to me, one. I would have showed up in class the next day in a clown suit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do not doubt that. I do I'm not like, doubt oh, that. You don't want me to make eye contact, huh? Well, I've told you guys this story when he was in second grade career day. And... Uh, and the kid's like, do you do impressions? I'm like, oh, I do a couple. And Nick's like, he does all the Simpsons. And they're like, do Mr. Burns. I'm like, <laughs> And so I did like 30 minutes of material. And the next guy would sold like whole life insurance. <laughs> they're like, who do you do impressions of? Oh, no. Uh, Rachel, we ran into that at all? I know you don't have kids, but just like the fame thing and mm. getting checked. Um... There was one time, not really because I don't think of myself as being known at all. There was one time I got recognized and it was in front of my brother. We were in Soulard at a bar and we were just like walking out together. And this guy was like, are you Rachel Zimmerman from the Dave Glover show? And I, I hammed it up quite a bit, like to look cool in front of my brother. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, but no autographs, no autographs. Since then. So that happened to me last year. Uh, I took Nick and his buddy Ray and Michael Kelly to the Indy race. So like exactly a year ago. And after the Indy race, we went to Sydney Street Cafe and we parked a couple blocks away. And in the space that Mike and I walked from my Jeep to Sydney Street, I swear to God, five people recognized me, two of them driving by. Wow. And this doesn't happen. I don't get recognized like that anymore. And, you know, Michael, he was just <laughs> like, oh, my God, dude, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> there was one time I was I, I've, I've been recognized just by standing next to you. People are like, oh, that might be Rachel. But there was one time we were walking around downtown and a cop drove by and 
they said like DGS over the, <laughs> the intercom. That fun. was cool. Awesome. That was really fun. I like that. I, I know a guy who uh, used to be, a, you know, Jake PV. Oh, yeah. A Cy Young winner from a long time ago. And uh, <clears throat> he used to tell the story about how he was walking around downtown and this these two women came up to him and were like, oh, my God. Can we take a picture with you? And he's thinking, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a pitcher. I want a Cy Young. I'm a big deal. And they're getting the picture taken. When it's over, uh, one of the women says, I love the Hurt Locker. He looks like Jeremy Renner. He does, yeah. So they oh, thought, that's awesome. they thought yeah. it was the actor. Yeah. And he's, awesome. it, it's deflating, Dude, too, though. I, I have one of those. In 2002 <laughs> or three, we went to Disney to do the show, which is one of the best things I've ever done. It was so great. It was so much fun. They took such great care of us. And I went into a gift shop to buy something. And I was heavier than I am now. And um, I might have still been working a little bit of hair on the sides. And so I'm checking out, and this lady... Is just staring at me, and she kind of <clears throat> like looks around, like she can tell me a secret. And she goes, "We are not supposed to do this, but I just have to let you know that I am the biggest fan of the Shield." She thought I was Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Did you have a facial hair? I don't know. I I, I remember thinking like I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm big and white. I don't know. I mean, and bald. Yeah, maybe she yeah. says that's all no, the big that's white dudes. Awesome. <laughs> Michael Chickles. <laughs> and I, I winked at her and said, "It's our secret." That's oh, so great! Everyone, you should have signed every, an autograph with that. Everyone knows this story. Like I had been on the air about a year or two, and uh, <clears throat> I would pick Nick up at his mom's every day. He was like little, little, and take him to McDonald's before school. And we would go to the McDonald's in Webster, and and we were there, and you know the coffee clutches that people have, and there's this little this <clears throat> little group of old white guys having coffee, and Nick and I walked in, and one guy goes, "Well, well, boys, we got someone famous," and I'm like, and it was like the first time anyone ever recognized me, and uh, so I'm all like proud and puffing up, and my son, and the one guy goes. Gentlemen, say hello to Smash. (laughs) 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 And rather than like be like, oh well, I'm on the radio too. I was like, boys, how's the coffee? (laughs) How's it going? Just gonna go get me a (laughs) McGriddle. I've been with you before, and someone thought you were Smash. Yeah, it's happened. And you were wearing a shirt that like had a word that started with an S, and he was like, your shirt even says Smash. (laughs) So you thought that you were Smash out. Wearing a shirt Were you wearing your Smash, Smash Mouth shirt? <laughs> From, yeah, you know, <laughs> got to represent for the boys. Hey, now. <laughs> Ask me about Smash. <laughs> 152 DGS. <clears throat> Sorry. Maybe I'm getting a cold or something. Kind of, kind of stuffy and coffee here. Um, I saw someone live out one of my nightmares yesterday. It was so... Weird, Just like the timing, the happenstance, how I happened to be right at that intersection at that exact time. But I was coming home from seeing my mom. Uh, This would have been Saturday. And I'm stopped at a stoplight. I look to my right, and there's a Jiffy Lube. (laughs) And I see a woman in an SUV drive into the pit. Oh. You oh. saw it happen? I, yeah, I have a picture. I saw it. the picture, yes. but I didn't know if you came yes. by after. You actually saw her do Just that. Just like, gagoon. Oh, no. And uh, she wasn't like... In I saw a picture of it, but basically just like her right tire and the front of her car went into the yeah. pit. 
and I could hear her yelling, and she was mad at the people, like, you guided me badly. <laughs> and the guys were sort of like, ma'am, and I was just like, oh, my God, that can really happen. <laughs> it is kind of amazing they let us do that. I mm. think that every time. My, like, why are you letting my, me drive this up? Yes, I'm like, can, do you want to do this? And the guy goes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, but they don't want to be responsible right. if you if they do that. But I don't want to be responsible. I know, if but it's your that. car. That's why I'm sure they have a policy where they don't want their employees to do it because of that reason. Because oh if they do any it. damage, then the Jiffy Lube would be responsible Man, for it. She is in there. She's in there, right? Yeah. Oh, I think about I don't know that how you every get out of there. time. Yeah, do they have to get a tow truck? I guess. Yeah, maybe. They I would have assume. To I did put that a chain on it. at a car wash once. <laughs> And, you know, it's like I'd, I'd feared it my whole life. And some, sometimes it's good to have your nightmares come true and realize that, oh, it sucked, but you didn't die. And I, I'm up on the things, and boom, I go off. And the guy just turns around and he goes, tell Clem to bring the board. <laughs> so they have a guy named Clem and a board that it looked like they'd have everyone sign who had done that, but they didn't ask me to. And uh, they just like, you have to you know, drive up on the board. Then they flip you back over. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> it's a fairly highly skilled thing to it maneuver is. though, just for a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so stressful. Bring the board. Do you guys think that's an American trait as we we look at situations like the Jiffy Lube and the car wash and we think, well, surely there's no way that I'm going to end up in the pit. They wouldn't yeah, allow the that to happen. Have worked yeah. this out. <laughs> you think about how many people do it, though, without ending up in the pit. Right. And yeah. you're like. To mm. me, that makes it worse. The odds are in your favor. <laughs> and it makes it worse. I see all of life as an opportunity to fail. Really? Unusually. <laughs> if half the people ended up in the pit, <laughs> yes. I'm way better. Yep. Yes. <laughs> You know, ninety percent of the people drive into the pit. I'm like, I got this. I got this. Like, no one has ever driven in. Great, it's watch, gonna be me. Watch me. The pressure. <laughs> That's really funny. I always think that every time I went to a Jiffy Lube, I don't know, probably last year, and I thought I don't, I could see the, oh, I could see what's going on down there, and there was a person. I could see their head, and I'm like, this is, what if I... <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm very nervous now. Yeah. Surely we can invent a little door for the for the uh, hole. Right? Oh, easy, brother. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 